Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Coming to you from the great state of Alabama and from points located all across the U.S. Eastern Seaboard, it's Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. You can find us at CosmicPotato.com and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, situated in a small corner in Birmingham, Alabama, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew, here is your host, Sean Ray. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray. And sitting across the virtual table from me is someone who hasn't been there in quite some time, John Bucky Barnes Irons. Yikes. <laughs> How you doing, John? Hi, world. Back from the netherverse. How's it been? <laughs> well, we've been uh, we've been uh, struggling along without you, but it's good to have you back in the back in the uh, the chair, so to speak. Yeah, I've been listening, of course. Um, uh, I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> feels feels good to be back. So we've got now. I mean, we technically, I've always thought of it as you and I being like co-hosts of the show because we're the ones that were kind of here from the beginning. But we've got uh, four co-hosts that come on from time to time. A co-host guest, you know, whatever you want to call them. You know, Rick and Anthony Hachan and Christina come on a lot. And I also had. Did you listen to the episode that I had with the guys from eleven twenty two sixty three? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have them back. They're going to come back probably next month and we're going to do a zombie episode. We're going to do a, a zombie episode and we're going to kind of talk about 112263 some more so. But this episode I've got quite a few things that I want to talk about. Um I want to start talking about uh Captain America Civil War, which I'm sure you've probably seen by now, right? I did. I did. I don't uh I don't get to make it out as much the movies as I would like, but I definitely, I made a special case for that. I, uh, I, uh, like I I work late. I work, um, I get off work at like basically one o'clock. So I, I literally, uh, ran. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I, I, I did my last little keystroke and I ran, uh, from my place to the movie theater because the bus stopped running at that point. And, uh, I made it in time to see the last of some, previews for movies that didn't look good and then i got to sit down and enjoy the show and it was phenomenal so and you're and when you say you get off late you said around one you're talking about 1 a.m right correct yes you've got so you've got movie theaters that are still showing films at 1 a.m it was it was the last show (laughs) oh yeah it was the it was the final showing at the at the multiplex and uh yeah so like um that that job is actually my my last day was yesterday yeah. So um, for about two years, just about a year and a half, I have not gone to work and left work on the same day. <laughs> so that so that'll be a nice change of pace yeah. uh, at the new job. Well, you're I'm you're in Washington D.C. and I'm used to I'm used to Birmingham. Our la- most of our uh, movie theaters, the last show starts at like ten fifteen or something like. Even on Saturday night, you know, right. sometimes during the summer they used to have midnight shows during the summer, but then a lot of people. Uh, a lot of the shows ended up, uh, they'd have to run the projector with nobody sitting in the theater, <laughs> you know, so I think they, <laughs> yeah. they pulled back on most of that except for some of the bigger shows, but I actually got to see it, uh, the town that I live in, I live in, 
I tell everybody I live in Birmingham. I actually live in Moody, which is about 20 miles outside of uh, outside of Birmingham. And we just got a new drive-in theater. Uh, like, it just opened last week. And uh, it's a little bit cheaper than going to a regular theater, but you don't have to worry about listening to people behind you talking and all kinds of because you're in your car, you know? Yeah, I, I and, like uh, I like the, the drive-in experience. I haven't – I think I've maybe only done it twice, two or three yeah. times. But, uh, yeah, I, I love it. You know, you bring your own food. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're we, basically you, you tune in the sound on your on your radio. Is that right. still how it works? Yeah, yeah, and it sounds really good. Um, they've got signs up that says "No outside food allowed," but you know what whatever. You're, you're in your car. <laughs> you know? Right. But uh, but at this particular drive-in, you get um, uh, you pay one ticket, which is eight dollars a person. You know they don't do the buy car thing anymore. It's, it's eight dollars a person, but you get to see two movies for that. That's still pretty good. Yeah. So you know, like our, all, our like our matinee price, I think, is yeah. like ten bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think here it's, it's still around nine, something like that, from because we're up to like eleven for prime time. But uh, I got to see uh, Jungle Book, and then after that was over, that there's a little um, intermission. You could go to the bathroom, which that was the only bad thing. The bathroom was like a hundred <laughs> yards from the uh, from the movie. So if you went during the movie, you're going to miss a big chunk of the movie. But And then uh, Civil War started after that. So, but That's, not a, that's like the perfect double feature. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, good. I, haven't seen, I haven't seen Jungle Book yet. I, heard, I think it I has to do with... Um, I think what they what they pair together has to do with the studio because Jungle Book and, and Civil War are both Disney movies. Right, right, right. So, and then... And then, you know, you turn around, you can see the other screen behind you, and they're showing a double feature of uh, Keanu and Barbershop 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, but, uh, fam- family fun versus uh, adult comedy, I guess? Yeah, I don't think they're going to show anything that's got anything visually graphic on it, because even if you turn around and you see Keanu behind you, you can't hear what they're saying unless you flip over to that frequency. But right. uh, they're not going to show anything with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of graphic sex and violence in it, stuff like that. That's probably for the best, because I'm sure yeah. that, you know, some enterprising teenagers got some binoculars <laughs> and are oh, watching yeah. from <laughs> watching from a hilltop nearby somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as far as the as far as the film itself, I, I understand they they called it Captain America: Civil War. Technically, I call it Avengers. Avengers 3, because it did have a lot to, I mean, it focused on Cap a lot, and it had the whole Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier storyline going through it, but there were so many people in it, I think that the only the only difference between it being called a Captain America movie and being called an Avengers movie is that if it's a Captain America movie, they can have all these characters in there, but they don't have to give them a story arc. They can just have them show up like they did, um, and I'm going to mild spoilers i'm not going to give anything big away but you it's kind of hard to talk about a movie without giving away a couple of things but um ant-man is in the movie but he's only in one scene you know and he's uh so he doesn't have like a full story arc he's just there for the big action uh fight scene that's about two-thirds of the way through the film and uh spider-man as well spider-man shows up but he he doesn't have what i would call a, a story arc through the film he's just guest starring spider-man you know <laughs> yeah i would i would i would say that's true it's it is yeah. it's it's a uh you know it's definitely a story of uh you know in in hierarchy of necessity i guess 
Yeah. Um, you know, Cap, Cap and Bucky are, are absolutely at the at the core of it. And then you know, branching off, you know, you got um, Tony Stark slash Iron Man and T'Challa slash Black Panther. I'd say are probably like the next level of like character slash story development. Yeah. And you know, pretty much everybody else is there just to kind of back up one or the other of of uh of those guys which i was i was fine with i mean i, I can i can't really dispute the uh <laughs> the the avengers 3 subtitle avengers 2.5 yeah. or whatever or avengers, avengers light because thor wasn't there and hulk wasn't there <laughs> right, right right yeah avengers express <laughs> um but yeah i mean I, I felt like the main story was you know was was cap and um, it was almost it was almost like a love triangle, like a bromance love triangle between yeah. Cap and 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 uh, Iron Man and and Bucky. Um, and yeah, I don't think we we haven't talked about it since since we've seen it. But yeah, I I, I very much enjoyed it. I felt it was um, a a very well crafted movie. It was well balanced, and it like there were lots of ways it could have gone wrong. Um. But I felt like the the actors and the directors uh, did a good job of um, balancing out everybody's motivations. So like you could you could you really got why there was conflict between the characters and even conflict within the characters yeah. over over what they were doing. I felt like they, they they did a good job of explaining that, and nobody was completely right and nobody was completely wrong, and it was all. Um, you know, it, it made sense why there was a why the why there was this rift. The uh, the anti or the the de aging uh, effect that they did on Tony at the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which they did that they did that in Ant Man with Michael Douglas. Right, but it did it didn't look quite right. It looked good, but it didn't look quite right. And when they did it with Tony in this, it was like. He had stepped right out of weird science. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was a little, a little bit creepy. Yeah. And like for a second, I was like, okay, is that digital? Or did they like get someone who has who looks similar and just kind of you know, uh, do like the makeup thing? Yeah, but then you but, get that close up, and it's like, wow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about um, Spider Man? I mean, I know. I, I mean, he was great in the movie. The, the only issue that I have with the, with this version of Spider-Man, and I know that in the comics, Spider-Man was a, a high school kid. He was uh, 15, 16 years old when he started as Spider-Man. Yeah. But this version of Spider-Man is so young. Um, do you think that he's going to be able to hold up in his own film as being a film made for adults? You know what I'm saying? Because he's almost young enough for his movie to be a kid's movie. <laughs> That's true, but like keep keep it keep it in the context. You say with adults, you got to use some air quotes because it is about comic book people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wonder um, if they are they going to be bringing in so many like like they're going to bring Tony in a lot. They're going to bring in somebody else to try and make it I, a little more adult or whatever. I don't think they need to. I mean, you know, it's not like adults didn't love Harry Potter. You know, it's not like That's adults true. didn't love. Lord of the Rings and what are hobbits really but grown up kids <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, no I, I think um, I to answer your question uh, I thought Spider-Man was <clears throat> I thought Spider-Man was great um, I would have been so pissed off if they had done 
his origin story again. Yeah. Which frankly they hadn't needed to do the first two times. No. I didn't mind it so much in the <laughs> in the Raimi version. You're but, right. You know, to reboot him what, ten years later? Yeah. And tell his origin story again? No. No no no. That, uh, that, I felt that's like the... I felt like Go ahead. Yeah, I felt like they brought him in like the correct amount. Like I felt like um if there was any more of him because, like you said, I mean, there's what a dozen characters to yeah, to, a lot. to yeah to bring in. Um, any more? I felt like he got a little more play than you know, like Ant Man or Hawkeye or you know some of the other characters that you know have been in other movies, which I think he should have. Um, but I also didn't feel like he got more than he didn't get more screen time than I would have wanted him to have. Yeah. You know, and I, I'll, I'll be curious when the Blu-ray comes out of how many deleted scenes with all of these other characters were just left on the cutting room floor because they couldn't fit it in and, and keep the story tight if they if they had done it. Yeah, we, we would have been looking at a three three hour movie. <laughs> right. But and the only other, I I can't really. I was going through this um, episode and I was thinking about well, do I have any criticisms for this movie? Because I didn't have a lot. Um, the only other thing that I can think of is that uh, Captain America Winter Soldier if you had just watched the first Captain America film and then you watched Captain America Winter Soldier you'd probably be alright but if you haven't seen Age of Ultron then this movie is not going to make a lot of sense to you because yeah. you've got Vision in there and you've got Scarlet Witch in there and, and then you, you, you've got to understand why, why Hawkeye kind of decided that he didn't want to be a, be an Avenger anymore because he felt guilty about uh the what's his name I want to call him the Flash but it's not the Flash <laughs> <laughs> Quicksilver Quicksilver there you go yeah. yeah I kind of felt guilty about that so I I agree I was um um I was talking with someone and he was like I think I might take my wife to see it and I said okay well just make sure here's here are your prerequisites before you take the course uh you got to see Avengers one and two you got to see Captain America one and two Actually, only I, I, actually, I think you just said you only need to see Avengers two. You could see yeah, the I, first one or not, but I would say you definitely need to see Avengers two. You need to see Captain America one and two, um, and you need to see. Um, I would say Ant Man. You don't necessarily have to. Yeah, but it, it it adds to the experience. I think. Yeah, because you're not because my my wife hadn't had not seen Ant Man. She saw the previews. Um, I took my kids to see Ant Man uh, when it when it was out. So we're watching Civil War, and he gets out of the car, and he start, and you know, uh, Falcon calls him Tic Tac and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, my wife says, uh, "Who is that?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh, that's Ant Man, <laughs> or he will be when he puts a suit on in a few minutes." Right. You know. I guess you you don't uh, you can put, pretty much get everything you need. I guess probably just from the from the Ant Man commercial. Yeah. You know, you know that he you know that he's funny. You know that he shrinks, and that's you know. It's really all you need, yeah. For his, for as much as he was in this film, yeah, because they didn't go a lot into his actual story. Right. You know, they just he's in a suit and he shrinks, and now he can get big too. You know, he right. can he can be giant man. Right. Spoiler. Yeah. If you hadn't read the comic book, in well, the that was on years. the that that was on the trailer too. You know, they, no, I'm, I'm kidding. One of the trailers I was watching the and and it, it kind of ticked me off because I'd already seen the movie, but I was like, they shouldn't have put that in the trailer. You know, See, they should have. They should have left that out, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that trailer. Oh, you did? Uh, no. <laughs> see, I'm telling you, man. It's like, it's like a, 
it's like a monk-like existence to just <laughs> right. Well, trailers, to, to walk, trailers, to walk, yeah. Trailers do get kind of spoilery lately. They, they, they do. They don't tell you the big things, but there's some little things here and there that they could leave out, like the fact that, like I was talking about with Terminator Genesis back in our first episode, the mm-hmm. fact that, um, the fact that um, John Connor is the bad guy in that film. Right. You know, they, they, you didn't have to know that. It would have been a surprise if you saw it, but they put it in the trailer. You know, so it kind of ruined that for it. But yeah, I don't. Uh... I feel like if you're doing, especially a franchise-type um, film or an action-type film, and especially, especially a franchise action-type film, uh, your fan, you've got a built-in fan base. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, if if there were no information at all leaked about, you know, Batman v Superman, if no one saw any pictures, they knew there was a Batman Superman movie coming out. I guarantee you, by 80 percent, 85 percent of the same people who saw it would go to see it. Right. Even after crappy reviews came out, I haven't seen it yet. Even after the reviews came out, a lot of those people were still going to go see it because this Batman versus Superman, they like Batman and or Superman. So the idea that you need to, you know, put all of your little Easter eggs in the trailer, like that's why, that, like to me, that's, that is a big part of the fun of a comic book movie. Yeah. Is having that extra layer of, of uh, information that, you know, okay, so uh, like in Deadpool, um, you know, he he sees Agent Bob or whatever, yeah. and that's and, that, and that's it. But and if you happen to know from the comics that Agent Bob is like a thing, then great. Right. And if you don't, then you know, it doesn't cost you anything. Like that to me is like the best way to do um, a, a film based on previous material right and I, I still I still recommend Batman versus Superman I mean it, like I said in the last episode it's not perfect there's a lot I've got a lot of problems with it this this movie was better Civil War did what Batman versus Superman was trying to do but they did it better because this movie was more fun right that movie and, was dark you know yeah and a lot more brooding <laughs> and, and serious in every, you know. in every sense of the word it's... yeah yeah <laughs> But but I still recommend it, especially if you're a if you're a DC fan. You know, I enjoy what they're doing with Superman. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like the the darker, grittier version of Superman. I actually kind of dig it because I've always wanted. Um, I like Christopher Reeve's version of Superman, but it's a little too Boy Scout for me, you know. And I, I wanted more substance to it and then this is giving it to me it's not perfect i've got problems you know with it but but i still and and i think ben affleck is the best version of batman that we've had on screen you know he's he's more like what i used to read in the comics he's a little bit he's a little bit on the crazy side you know he's he's got a history it's not we're not seeing the very beginning of of batman we're seeing somebody that's been around and seen and done things for a while, you know? Right. So, so I'm, I'm still recommending it. I know it's gotten bad reviews and a lot of people don't like it, but you know, well, I, now if I had to pick between the two, I would say go see civil war. Right. I mean, if, 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 if you've got a, a choice 
I'm going to go see this or I'm going to go see this. Go see Civil War. It's a better movie. It's a more fun movie. You know. I I think, you know, like I said, I don't get to go out to the movies that much. So it's I the ship has probably sailed for me in terms of seeing Batman v Superman in the theater unless I, you know, unless I catch it on like, I don't know, like the Dollar Theater run or something like that. But in yeah. all likelihood, I'm probably not going to see it until it comes out on uh, until I can rent it or see it on so demand. You'll, you'll get to see. So the first version you you see will be the R-rated version that they're coming out with. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that'll make it better. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be more violent. <laughs> you know, you were saying um, you you didn't have a lot of complaints about uh, Captain America. I've got one. Okay. And um, like from the start of the movie, it actually it bugged me, and that's um, you know I already praised the the directors, but I felt like I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of these shaky cam close-up fights. Like I'm okay with the shaky cam from a distance. Yeah. But to me, if you're like if you're doing like a close hand-to-hand type fight situation. Um, you know, I want to see all the moves. Otherwise, it's just it's just a big blur of arms and legs. Right. You know, and I felt like that was kind of I felt like that was kind of a consistent problem up until maybe um I'd say probably up until like the chase scene with um where they're uh, where Captain America and Black Panther are pursuing uh, Bucky slash Winter Soldier. Um, because at that point, you know, they they literally had to pull the camera back, you know, because they're, they're big set pieces and there's more of them and they're running, and they just couldn't get that close so it'd still be, you know, readable. And you know, after that, I felt like the camera was a better distance. And obviously, the big fight scene at the airport, you know, was was perfect. I couldn't have asked for anything better. Yeah. Um, so that that would be my um, complaint about like kind of the initial. Maybe twenty, thirty minutes. When there was a, it was a fight scene. It was just, it was just, the action was just too close. Yeah, they do a lot but, of that. That I, I was talking about. I was talking to Anthony about this the other day. They do a lot of that shaky cam fight stuff on Daredevil too, and uh, it gets. I mean, it's all right in small doses, but you know, when it's happening every episode, you know, you get kind of tired of it. But yeah, I yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, as again, as complaints go, you know, it's still absolutely worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got some, uh, so these are, these are questions that everybody should have after watching Civil War and the, the, the spoiler alert goes up just a little bit in this segment because a couple things might be given away. I don't, so if you haven't seen Civil War, you might not want. You might want to fast forward for the next few minutes or so. But you know, if if you don't care, then we're not going to give away anything huge. But um, number one, what does homecoming mean? Because Zemo, when he's activating Bucky and turn, activating Winter Soldier, he he spouts out these random words, and one of them is homecoming. And the the Spider-Man movie that's about to be filmed is called Spider-Man Homecoming. So I'm just wondering if Winter Soldier or Hydra 
has anything to do with this Spider-Man film because this the the the, the new Spider-Man film is not going to be it's going to be Marvel Cinematic Universe technically, but it's still it's a Sony movie and Marvel is just going to have a little bit of say so in what happens. But I'm wondering if that's just a coincidence or if that was placed there for a reason. Um, I I chalked up the quote unquote random words said to uh, said to activate him as if I were like if I was like a deep diver in the Marvel comic lore um, they would probably have more meaning like yeah. I, I, I if I am sure that they weren't just completely chosen at, well I'm not sure I suspect that they weren't completely chosen at random I suspect that you know those words do mean something um, you know if not to the characters involved to you know, maybe people behind the scenes, or to something in the larger universe, or in you know, or in the story to come. Yeah. Um, but after I made that decision and just concluded, realized that I was not among those deep divers, um, I set it free from my memory like a little bird. <laughs> and I, <laughs> so I, I, it may well be that. Uh, I, I guess we'll find out more once we understand what homecoming means in, in the Spider-Man context. Yeah, I, which I mean, there's a rumor that um, Iron Man is going to appear in, in the in Spider-Man. Um, I don't know how big of a role he's going to have, and I'm sure it won't be as big as he was in uh, Civil War. But um, if that happens, then I guess there there could be a um, connection with Hydra going on there. Right. Know? We'll see. Uh, another question is: um, Is this the origin of Nomad? I don't know if you know who Nomad is from the uh, um, Marvel comic universe, but uh, the first the first one was Steve Rogers, right? And after he after he quit being Captain America, he became Nomad. And um, when he threw his shield down, because Tony says, "My father made that shield. You don't deserve that shield." And he throws his shield down. Does that mean that when we see Captain America again, he's not going to be Captain America? That would make sense because he yeah. is—he is, he is um, you know, a, a stranger in a strange land, so to speak. He is a wanderer. Yeah. You know, and literally, Captain America is a man without a country in a sense. So Nomad would fit. Nomad makes sense. And right now, he's technically a fugitive. You know. Right. Um, and and, also, and the rest of them, all the rest yeah. of them too. And the whole, the whole deal is Captain America was created by the government, and now the government wants to control everybody, and Cap doesn't want that, so he's kind of going against what he, the the people that created him in the first place. So that'd be interesting if they if they I don't know what's going to happen in the Infinity War. I don't think Infinity War is going to have a whole lot to do with this arc because they're bringing in so many new characters and there's going to be so much going on with the Infinity Stones and everything that I just don't see how it's going to fit in. But Which there's going to have the, to be the, the Captain the, America arc? Yeah, the Captain America Bucky uh that whole arc from this film. I don't see how it's going to fit into what they're going to do with Infinity War because it's going to be there's going to be so many new characters and there's going to be so much going on with those Infinity Stones. Which they also uh, released this week that um, 
the movie's not actually going to be called. You know, they're supposed to come out with Infinity War Part 1, and Part 2 comes out the year after that. And now mm-hmm. they've come out and said that that's not actually what they're going to be called. They're going to have two different titles. They're not going to be Part 1 and Part 2 of anything. And they're going to be kind of two completely different movies. So maybe the first movie kind of ties up with this with this set in place, and then they go on and have another movie after that. We'll just have well, to see. Well, I, I feel like... I feel like um... You know, Marvel, obviously it's been said before, um, you know, kind of redefined, you know, how the whole superhero connected universe thing could work. And I think, you know, tier one was, um, you know, these separate characters and then merging them all in Avengers. Mm -hmm. And and obviously the Infinity Stones is um, a trope that... You know, is, is sprinkled out literally <laughs> throughout the various <laughs> throughout the various movies. So tier one was like these individual characters, and then merging them into a single group. And I would say like expanding from that, you know, um, old school flowchart style. Tier two is the various storylines, and then merging them into, you know, an overall. You know, epic adventure. Right. I guess. So, you know, Captain America, you know, the Captain America movies, Iron Man movies, Thor movies, <laughs> Hulk, not so much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those all got, you know, put in the Avengers soup. And, you know, you got Guardian Galaxy over here. Iron Man goes with the Avengers eventually. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think they're going to be tied into Avengers during this Infinity War series that's coming out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that all of them, um, because I mean, there's, I've always suspected. Again, I don't really, uh, I don't, I don't really try to find out a lot of information ahead of time. But um, you know, it is an easy leap to go to to get Thor, the Thor storylines and the Guardians of the Galaxy storylines together. Um, yeah, because they're they're all, they're out in the universe. They're out in the galaxy. Um, it's an easy leap to obviously merge Avengers with the Thor storyline since he's part of the Avengers. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's. I feel like they've they've hopefully done a good job of you know setting the stage so that it can welcome all of these different elements. And still kind of makes sense. And I think, for me, Civil War was kind of the test for that, even more than the Avengers right. was. Because uh, the Avengers, was that, four characters? You had Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Hulk, yeah, he had his own movie, but that was a while ago. Yeah. And, um, and you Hawkeye. Had Black, yeah, Black Widow yeah, and Hawkeye yeah. were in there. Yeah. Right, I was like Hawkeye and Black Widow and um, uh, Samuel Jackson were present in these other films already, but they didn't, you know, they didn't have their own thing. So it was, it's, and, you know, superhero, 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 fight one big bad guy, you right. know, is a lot easier mix than storyline, storyline, storyline. Yeah. Merged into a big storyline. So um, I felt like they, you know, like I said, Civil War to me was kind of more of a test run in that sense of, and also of 
you know, familiar characters and bringing in some new characters. Yeah. Um, Which Infinity War is going to do even more of that. Everybody that was in this film is going to be back, and then they're going to bring in even more. So it's going to be an even bigger movie. So I guess, yeah, they wanted to see, can we... Can we make a film that's got this many people fighting at one time and, and people are not just completely confused of what's going on, you know, and then we're going to multiply that when we do our next film in a couple of years, which they're going to kind of take a break from superheroes. We're going to get a Thor movie, which Thor is a superhero, but his movie <laughs> his movies are different. They're not they're not the same, you know. It, uh, I said in the last episode I didn't like The Dark World. The first one, the first Thor movie was okay. The second one I didn't really like. I don't know if I'm gonna like this one or not. I'll I'll see it, but I won't see it in theaters. And then we're also gonna get Doctor Strange, which I'm look I'm kind of looking forward to that because it's just it's gonna be such a different thing than what we've seen so far. Because now we're gonna get some of this stuff that's less of a guy with superpowers, less of a guy that's got technical. Uh, prowess with uh, making a, a super suit and everything. We're gonna get somebody that's actually a magical uh, creature, you know? Right, 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 right. It, it is. I don't know if it's the plan. I suspect it's probably not the plan, but it's my my secret deep down hope that, um, like, when they do get to the stage of the Infinity Wars, the big big battle um, versus the big big bad, that they will. You know, even if they're not like on the front lines, but that at least reference or briefly show um, the uh, the Marvel characters from the from the TV universe. You know, the the Daredevil and Jessica Jones yeah. and and the the Agents of Shield and the whole Inhuman angle. And I get why they're separate, and I don't necessarily mind that they're separate, but I would love. And again, you know, don't do it. Don't do it every day. Don't, don't overuse it. You know, but it would be for me gratifying to, you know, even if it's just one brief scene where a building's about to fall on somebody, and you know, you see Daredevil swing by and, and just scoop him up. Yeah. You know, even even if he's not fighting in the fight, you know, even if he's still on the periphery. Um, I personally would love that. Well, they're actually making there's there's actually a film that's that's in the lineup called Inhumans that I think that Agents of Shield would have to tie into that somehow because they're the ones setting up the whole Inhuman arc. I think I think that got axed. Really? I think that got yeah. I think that got nixed. Um. Uh, I, I read think that. yeah. This is this is uh, via the HT pipeline, oh, so I, okay. I, I, <laughs> I trust the source. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Inhumans got shelved, and I think they're supposed to be moving forward with um, uh, not Peggy Carter, but uh, Black Widow. Yeah, no, I did hear this week that they were that they were confirming that there was going to be a Black Widow film, but what I had heard was that it was going to be after stage three which would be all the way up in like you're talking 2018 2019 before we're gonna see anything like that but but i i look forward to it i which i, I technically think that black widow and hawkeye would make great characters in a a series like a netflix series 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, instead of instead of their own film, because I, I feel like if they make if they make a film about about Black Widow, they're gonna end up making it really Black Widow and somebody else, you know. Um, but if they do it as a Netflix series, they can focus more on her because that can actually go back and show some of her origin and 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 stuff like that. So. Right. But. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Like I, I was trying to think of like what. You know, short of introducing a new, you know, just like all new elements, like uh, I was trying to think like what I would want to see in a in a Black Widow film, and um, yeah, some flashback scenes as to you know um, how she was trained, but uh, you know they did that in um, was that Avengers Ultron? Yeah, Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, they, they did they, a little and, bit. Yeah. Yeah, and a little bit in uh, Peggy Carter. So, like, for me, um, and again, this is obviously not based on anything except the, um, you know, the 42 seconds I spent just now thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, if much like Hydra, everyone thought Hydra was dead and gone, but it was really just kind of underground. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought the Winter Soldier project was over, but really it was just kind of lying in wait, and they had these other backup soldiers. <laughs> on ice <laughs> yeah um and just let me just interject i've heard people mad that uh zemo didn't it's like why would he just destroy why would he just kill the winter soldiers he had a whole super that wasn't his goal that yeah, was never he, his goal his right. whole thing was not to be a super villain his whole thing was the avengers are too powerful and they don't care who they kill and i can't stop them and you can't stop them but they can stop each other and so in his mind, his goal was to rid the planet of these beings that are too powerful to stop and, you know, kind of crushed, you know, advertently or inadvertently, whoever was in their way. Right. So it makes complete sense that he would not want his own little super army. Of course, he would take them out because he could take them out. If he could have taken out Tony Stark or Captain America while they slept with a gun, he would have. <laughs> But he couldn't. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. We'll move into another subject now. Um, oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I jumped off of the uh, Black Widow. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Storyline point to, to, uh, to, to, to do the cap thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, like if the the, the young female, you know, trained assassin, trained assassins were still in operation somewhere and maybe she found out about that and you know had to shut them down yeah that you know all right i'm done yeah i'm just the only the only thing i'm afraid of is that they'll make a black widow movie and it'll just be a continuation of this uh winter soldier arc without making it without we can use cap somewhere else and we can have her kind of complete this you know she she gets him out of the i don't want to give away what happens at the end of civil war but she she completes that storyline, you know. I don't yeah, know. I. After a certain point, um, you know, I kind of I give. Uh, if, if you got a good enough track record, I kind of, you know, I kind of trust you. Yeah. Um, like, you know, Joss Whedon tells me he's making a film. I really don't need to know anything about it. I kind of trust him. Joss um, Whedon's not in, not doing. No, no, no. no I'm just, I'm just giving yeah. an example of. Oh, okay of uh you know entities that if they do something 
okay, I'm probably going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And at this point, Marvel superhero movies, if you tell me you're doing something, you know, like the, the worst that they've done as part of the MCU, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> was Thor The Dark World. Yeah. Um, it was not great. I wouldn't even really say it was that good, but it was okay. Yeah. You know, it was it was watchable. It wasn't a bad movie. It was, I guess, bad by comparison to the others. But yeah, it's all right. It was, it was an yeah. okay. It was an okay film. Um, and if the worst you've done after, what? How many now? Thirteen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. If the worst you've done is okay, and the best you've done is amazing, yeah. and most of them are good, <laughs> yeah, you get you get the benefit of the doubt. So if you tell yeah. me you're making a Black Widow movie, all right, I, I will. I will expect it to be pretty good, at least. Yeah. Especially since you've had, you know, I guess almost 10 years at this point to, to yeah. kind of establish this character. 2008, you know? I think, is when Iron Man came out. So, and yeah. that was kind of the beginning of it, if you don't count The Incredible Hulk, which they, they still consider The Incredible Hulk to be part of this, um, the 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 movie, not the character. I know the Hulk is is part of the universe, but that right. that movie, they still consider that to be part of this whole thing because Ross is back in Civil War and it's the same Ross that they had in that film, you know. Yeah, so. I, I I agree as well. To me, I I, I guess <laughs> I would say the Hulk kind of occupies the same space. Yeah. In the in the in the Marvel family, as um as like the Netflix shows you know it's it's definitely there it's definitely part of it um you know we just don't we just don't open that particular closet that often but it's there yeah i want to talk about have you been keeping up with the flash yes okay so did you watch it this week yes okay i'm not going i know that there's a lot of people Wait, out let me there make sure. the, the, the latest was um Let's call it the uh, his introduction, his formal introduction to the Speed Force. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, and I don't want to give away anything that really happened because I know there's a lot of people listening to this show that uh, watch stuff on DVR like I do. <laughs> you know, I've got I've got a ton of uh, Supergirl that I haven't seen yet, and <laughs> and Agents of Shield and stuff. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but I do want to talk about the fact that this episode was directed by Kevin Smith. Right. And I know he's he's directing another person's script. He didn't write the show, you know. So there's a lot of people that have been online saying this was a terrible episode. I like the episode myself, but you can't blame that on Kevin because he didn't write it. You know, he just directed it. And he even said when he when he was actually filming the episode, I saw on his Twitter feed that these guys pretty much know what to do without him. You know, basically he's just telling the camera where to go. You know. Right. And um, these guys being the actors, yeah, or these the guys being the writers. No, no, the actors—they pretty much know what they're supposed to be doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's just giving them a little bit of direction as far as the technical stuff. You know, stand right here, look over here. You know, this kind of stuff. But um, so he's directing another person's script, which he doesn't really like to do a whole lot since uh, Cop Out. <laughs> 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 but even though um, this episode was really good. There wasn't any room in the episode for Kevin Smith to do what Kevin Smith does. You know, uh, it, it felt like it could have been any director, but the question that the but it was it was a good episode. He did a good job directing it. It brings up the question in my mind: Why is Kevin Smith not directing comic book movies? 
you know, I, I he's he's great at making movies. You know, uh, basically his movies are about us because you know, Clerks was a film that I saw. I think it came out in what ninety three, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And it was one of those films that kind of got me into film. Really, I mean, I, I I like watching all kinds of films, but that one was the one where these guys are standing around and they're talking about stuff that you don't normally hear people talking about in a film, like the fact right. that that when the Death Star exploded, that one of those stormtroopers that was on the Death Star, he didn't get to go home to his family that night, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But um, you know, he's got his movies have a lot of talking in them. They've got some weird ideas in them. He he experimented over the years with stuff like Red State. Did you ever see Tusk? I haven't seen it. It's in my it's in my queue. It's in my Netflix okay. queue. And I, and I didn't know he directed that. Oh, he, oh you didn't? Know. Yeah, he yeah, that's a Kevin Smith movie and it's a weird movie. I'm not going to say anything about it, but basically that film came from a conversation that he had on his podcast. What if we had this a movie about a guy dressed as a walrus, you know? <laughs> and uh and then he ended up making that movie, you know. And uh but oh wait, this... sorry. I was thinking, <laughs> not Tusk. I was thinking of Horns. No, no, no this is Tusk. <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah, movie yeah. about a guy that gets kidnapped, and this man puts yeah. him in a walrus costume and makes him live as a walrus. And it's yeah. strange. I mean, it is a weird movie. But you know, it's Kevin Smith experimenting. He's he's got his career. He's had his success. He can pretty much do whatever he wants to. He wanted to make a movie about a guy in a walrus outfit so he made one you know sure. and um but this particular episode shows me that he's got a gift for he can direct a superhero movie if he wanted to you know he's a comic book guy he he owns the store that the show comic book men is is about mm -hmm. uh he's got a podcast called fat man on batman you know uh so why is he not directing anything like that and i actually i tweeted him and asked him and he didn't. Uh, he didn't actually answer, but he did like the tweet. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, so uh, so I, I know that he was offered, um, or he actually did write the script for Superman uh, Lives back in the '90s that didn't actually get made. Right. And uh, he was offered to be able to write the script for Green Hornet, which he ended up not writing it, and it, you know, it was yeah. a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> and then what happened happened. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, do do you think that do you think that he would be able to direct the full? I, I'm not anything on the level of Civil War, not anything on the level of Avengers. That's, that's what, like big. an Ant Man. Yeah, that's too big of something to step into. But yeah, Ant Man. Uh, yeah, I think he could. I think he could if he wanted to. And I think he's, um, you know, he's he's got enough, you know, geek culture cred. Like you said, if he, he, you know, he wouldn't necessarily have to audition for it. Yeah. Um. My, I mean, for whatever reason, my suspicion is he hasn't, he hasn't done it because he doesn't want to do it. I mean, yeah, it would be cool, but you know, the flip side of that is, you know, the, I can't imagine, the pressure, that a director is under every time, you know, they put out, you know, another Marvel movie. Are you gonna be the guy? <laughs> Are you yeah. gonna be the guy that that, you know, dug a pothole for this juggernaut? You know, are you going to be the one who 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 screwed the pooch and made you know Revenge of Plastic Man two or whatever? Like, <laughs> like no, I mean it's, it's you know like 
you know, you, you said like people got online and, you know, they hated the Flash episode. I liked it too. But that's the thing. Like, you know, we live in an age where no matter what you do, people are going to go online <laughs> and hate it. Yeah. Like, like there's like, I can't think of anything that's just universally loved. Like, and, and it's not so much about like, oh, well, being thin skinned and you can't take it. But why even, yeah. you know, if you if I can just be the guy who sits in the theater and enjoys this film, you know, having no more investment in it than the than the ten dollars and the price of popcorn and soda. Yeah. And I can walk away, you know, a happy guy without the <laughs> without the year of constant scrutiny and, you know, everybody trying to get a spoiler and a sneak peek and, you know, oh, they saw it like it was what? Like, it was like two years of, you know, Batman versus Superman, like people hating on it, <laughs> like yeah. two years before it came out, <laughs> like from from the moment like the casting was announced. Oh, Batman suit. What is that suit? Like, I'm like, what you, the movie's not out yet. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like from the very mo- moment that they said Ben Affleck was going to play him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And side note, I have never understood the hate for Ben Affleck. Me. He's he's. I mean, he's he's an okay actor. He's a really good director. He's an okay actor. He's made some bad choices. He's he's picked some bad movies. Yeah, but. But you know, I can name you some De Niro films. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like I. I mean, and I get that. Yeah, like he's he's no, you know, he's. I was about to say he's not going to win the Academy Awards, but in fact he has won Academy Awards. Yeah, like I just, I I just, I really don't understand why people hate him so much, and I guess because of Daredevil. But I don't know how much of that was his fault. I mean, he did a fine job in Daredevil. He did fine. The movie wasn't that great. Meh, it was okay. It was okay, but he didn't. You know, it's not like he did a bad performance. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, and so, I, take, <laughs> yeah, so, I, so back, back to Kevin Smith, I think, like, you know, he may decide, you know what, I better, you know, I better hop on while the train's still rolling and do one while I can before, you know, before the wave rolls out. Um, or he may just be, you know, I'm good. Everybody, I'm a fan. I'm a super fan. I'm good being a super fan. And, you know, I'm good on this side of the, I'm good on this side of the theater. Yeah, he does have a. I mean, he he has been known to have a little bit of a thin skin when it comes to people uh, criticizing. He he actually quit directing for a while, mainly because of backlash that he got from stuff like from Cop Out stuff like that. Um, so he left and he turned and he invented this big podcasting empire where he's got a whole website that's got fifty podcasts and he probably hosts thirty of them, you know, and uh, right. But uh, but now he's kind of coming back into that. But but the movies that he's making now are a lot smaller. He's not trying to make Dogma anymore. He's making like he's got Clerks Three in the book, and you know he's working on that. He just came out with a movie called uh, Yoga Hosiers. It's actually got his daughter in it. And uh, and from what I what I've read about that's that's kind of a weird movie too. He's so he's just he's experimenting with stuff that he likes to do. I just think that right now. When uh, a third of the films that are coming out are comic book related every year, um, you would think that the guy that actually has written a lot of comic books and has uh, and talks about comic books a lot on his podcast and stuff, and is a well-known director and has made some pretty good movies, you 
try and get him to, you know, at least be involved in some of them, you know. I, I know he's not going to get involved in Batman because they've already got that kind of nailed down, but he hosts a podcast called Fat Man on Batman. <laughs> he, well, you know, written, I, he's I written see... some of the, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, he's some of the most popular Batman storylines that came out in the 90s. He wrote them, you know, and he's got he's he's had a relationship with Ben Affleck for years, you know, right. so he would make a good uh, choice to direct a Batman film. I know the next Batman film, Ben Affleck is actually actually going to direct it himself, which is good because he's an Academy Award winning director. <laughs> Right. You know, or he directed a film that won an Academy Award. He didn't actually did he did he win that award for? I don't think he won the Best Director that year when Argo came out. But it, I, I but Argo don't, I don't remember. But Argo did win the award and he directed but, it. So that's yeah, he's something. been nominated like three times. Yeah, he now he won for writing uh, Good Will Hunting with Matt. Damon. Right, I mean, like even after that, like as a director, he he was yeah. nominated for uh, was it Gone Girl? I think. Oh, and, did he direct that? I didn't know he directed and, that. Argo, and I think I want to say it was before Argo. It was like it was something several years ago. It, it wasn't the first film he directed, I think, but it was like the first or second. Yeah. And it was it was oh it was it was like one it was like a suspense thriller. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I I I think it's more likely instead of you know. I guess the the pressure of uh, of like doing a movie. I can see him doing uh, shows like this, like like The Flash. Yeah. You know, yeah. it 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 costs him what a week or two of his life. Um, you know, and and you know the 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 cast is kind of a well old machine at this point, and you know you kind of step in, you step out, and you you're one of you know 15 directors that year. Yeah. As opposed to being the guy, so I could see him, you know, jumping in and doing a, you know, and there's enough shows on TV that if he just hopped from one to the other, yeah. <laughs> he just hopped from one to the other. He's he's still good. I just hope that you know? if they if they decide to let him do another episode of The Flash, let him write the script. You know, just tell him what you want to happen in this episode. Let him write the script and make it feel more like something that Kevin because. Like I said, he, when he's directing something that somebody else wrote, he's basically just moving the camera around and telling the actors where to look, you know, stuff like that. But if he's actually writing the episode, then you get more of the essence of what we love about his movies in that dialogue, you know. Right. Just like thinking of his style, um, you know, I think like like that episode of Flash fits him well. Like I don't, at least I can't think of a lot of you know, big fight scene filled, you know, movies that he has. Like a lot of it's dialogue, a lot of it's character. And yeah, there might be some special effects or some magical things happening. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like it's not a major draw of the thing. Even if it's, you know, magical or biblical, you know, it still comes down to like the character motivation. So I, I could see him Yeah, like Jessica Jones, I think would be a good fit. Because there's some superpower stuff happening, but it's really more about, you know, wounded people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I could see the Flash, because again, that particular episode, I don't think, I don't think there even was really a fight. You know, there was a bad guy, 
Yeah. And, you know, Barry had to chase something. Yeah. <laughs> but there wasn't, like, a big fight at the end. No, it was um, basically, we're going to run away from this bad guy for yeah. 45 and minutes and then let Barry we, take care of it. Until we figure out the trap, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Which, see, uh, uh, Rick, uh, Rick put something on Facebook this morning. And, uh, <laughs> did you see it? I, I did. I liked, I liked it. Yeah. Um, basically he, he yeah, he, he summarized season two thus far was, yeah, uh, Bar- Barry's like, 18. yeah, Barry's like, I'm going to do the thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. He said, uh, he said my spoiler free review of the flash up through, uh, season two, episode 18, the flash says, I'm going to do the thing. Literally everyone else on the show says, don't do the thing. The Flash says, I'm going to do the thing, and everything's great. Oops, I screwed up the whole thing. Help, everyone else. Damn it, Barry. <laughs> and then and then I commented below that, and I said, and then Wells says, the only way to fix the thing is to do the thing again. And everyone, <laughs> else, everyone else says, that can't be right, because last season you were a bad guy, and we don't trust you. And Wells says, listen to me, I'm smart. <laughs> and uh, insert Cisco's obscure 90s reference here. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But... Um, if you got, if do you have anything else to add to that? Because I wanted, I've got a new segment that I wanted to do before we end the show. Um, rumor mill. Uh, I don't know. How, what, I, don't, I don't know how much I'll be able to contribute to the rumor mill, but yeah, let's bring it. Well, all this is is just th- these are stories that I found online that I wanted to talk about, but they're just rumors. There's nothing to substantiate anything that's being said. Nothing has been actually reported by any of these studios to say that this is definitely what's happening and but I just I wanted to bring it up because uh, I thought that they were interesting the first one is that the new uh, Star Trek series that we talked about before that's going to be on CBS uh, their all access online version um, they're saying that it's going to take place between the undiscovered country and the next generation at least the first season is because they said that this could be an anthology series in the vein of like True Detective and American Horror Story, where every season is about a different set of characters and takes place in a different time. Boy, that sounds interesting <laughs> to me because then we can then we can do whole storylines that take place in part in parts of Star Trek that you've never really thought of. Like maybe we can do a whole show that takes place or a whole series that takes place. I don't know on Bajor during the Cardassian occupation or something like that you know i it... all right um <laughs> john's like I, nah well i'm not i'm not gonna say no <laughs> i want to say yes and <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 wary i am wary um and maybe maybe just because you gave true detective as your example you know season one great season two not so much yeah um but it you know i could see it like i could I could see it. I, I feel like a lot of times, you know, kind of the failing of, of sci-fi shows is that, you know, it's, it's almost like a curse. They either, and we did a show about this, they either go on too long um, and they you know, they actually peter out their main story and then just kind of kind of keep going because they're popular even though they don't really have the plot to back it up. Or, you know, they get, they get chopped off before the story they're telling really gets to conclude yeah so one season per i don't know whatever one season per planet one season per crew maybe one season per base um i could see it i i could see in theory that working great 
um, I can also see it not going well. <laughs> and, you know, I've said, like, you know, um, after after a certain amount of time, you kind of build up a track record, and I would I would trust you. Star Trek does not have that track record with me. <laughs> this um, is true. <laughs> you know, they, they <laughs> you know, the movies, yeah, 60-40. Every other I, one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, being generous, I'll give you 70-30. Um, the shows, they're, you know, they're all over the scale on that. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, from the from the from the terrible just to think, the sublime. Yeah, I just so, think that it is it is an interesting way of having a show so that the audience could be like, uh, I really like season one. I wasn't so much in the season two, but season three was good. You know, they can kind of come in and out. As they want, because if I start if I watch four episodes of season two and I'm not into it, and it's not tied in with any of the other stuff, I can just not watch that season and then just come back next season. That's true. I mean, I could, I could, you know. I could definitely see that. There, there are shows that um, American Horror Stories like that. There's some seasons I just can't get with, and yeah. then some of them I like. You know, so you know, and I, <laughs> I, I watched the first. Actually, I watched the first three seasons. And I, I quit watching in the carnival season. Yeah, I so, didn't watch that one either. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't seen any of the. Was it the hotel? I haven't seen any yeah. of the last one. Yeah, that um, was the one that Lady Gaga was in there too. Yeah, I mean, it, I so I, I can't speak to. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I take your point. Like I'm sure there's a segment of the population that would be like, this season didn't work. You know, I'll wait and see how it does next season. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a member of that population. I yeah. might be the. You know what? I'm. I think I've given up on this show. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I. I obviously, I'm more of a predisposed fan of Star Trek than I am American Horror Story. Although, again, I think the first season was, you know, amazing, legendary. Yeah. It was great, and the second season was, uh, okay. Like, there are parts of it that was great, there are parts of it that were not, but I just felt like they kind of really kind of... <laughs> it was like they tried to do everything that the X-Files ever did <laughs> in one season. They had witches, they had aliens, they got possession, they got monsters, they got, uh, you know, mad scientists. I'm like, okay, this is... Yeah, it's just Fargo, one place, guys. Fargo did that in the, yeah, uh, in the second out. season. Yeah, <laughs> the second season of Fargo. Fargo is an anthology series as well. Um, they had like right. season one takes place in modern day, and in season two they took they took a character from the first season that was an older man, and they showed a story about him when he was younger. So the whole second season was that. But then it's like a it's a cop show almost. You know, it's Fargo. You know what Fargo is, but yeah, um, a UFO shows up. And really? no aliens come out of it or anything, but just the, they're having this big gunfight at this hotel. <laughs> Shooting, you know, the bad guy is shooting at the cops, cops shooting at them, and all of a sudden this UFO just shows up and just shines light on them, and it distracts the bad guys long enough for the cops to be able to get an upper hand, and then the UFO just disappears, and they never say anything else about it. And it's like, yeah, you remember that? There was a UFO there. No, we're not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. But it was, I mean, so, but it's so a good did show. It, you know? did that? It had nothing to that... do with it. Okay, but just, did it? But did it work in the yeah. in the in the show? Like, did it? Like, did it? I mean, obviously, you're like, I don't understand why this is here. Yeah, but it beyond definitely that, creates, like, did it? Did it seem so? 
was it a bad thing, I guess, is the best way I can put it. No, it didn't or, ruin the show. It didn't ruin the show, and it created a lot of water cooler talk about <laughs> the show. You know, did you see the the UFO, and, and what was that about? I wonder what they're going to do with that. And, you know, maybe maybe something will happen next season that, that, that will explain it a little more. I don't really want them to turn this into a science fiction show because I, I really enjoy the show. It was just like a WTF moment. You're like, right. really? Well, maybe, maybe, that'll, maybe that'll be... <laughs> Maybe that'll be season three. Yeah. Uh, where they, <laughs> where they, they just follow the aliens around. You're like, I don't understand. And then, you know, then they start studying this small town. They're like, oh, I get it. There's a tie-in. All right. Yeah. And then they feel they must step in for the greater good. I don't know. So the other the <laughs> other rumor that I found online that I wanted to mention was, and this goes back to the MCU, they're talking about bringing Blade into the MCU. Hmm. Okay. And uh, Michael B. Jordan could be playing Blade, and um, they've they've announced you know Marvel's announced all their films that they're going to make all the way through Phase Three. You know the, the, we talked about the Black Widow um, movie a little while ago, so I think that there's a possibility that this is actually going to be a Netflix series instead of an actual film. I think it might actually work more that way because Daredevil, Daredevil is a lot more violent than what you see in the in the films, and it's a little, it's a lot darker. And I think Blade would work more in that vein, you know, uh, more of a more of a violent series, darker, and uh, not, I don't see how how are you gonna tie Blade in with Iron Man, you know. <laughs> Um, hang on, we may have to we may have to edit this because the kids are getting rowdy. But um, in case in case not, um, I th- think I think I had heard that uh, Michael B. Jordan was announced for um, who's, who's going to be the cast of uh, Black Panther. Is that right? But I haven't heard that, but yeah, I think that isn't yeah that doesn't I, mean it's not true. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Again, from the from the uh, from the HT train um, that. That he's he's cast as a member of Black Panther. I did not know that he might be playing Blade, which I guess I could see. Um, I could see him interacting with those characters. I've never um, read Black, Black Panther. Is, is is Black Panther a character that there could be vampires uh, in his world? It's not likely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not you know. It is not a natural fit. Yeah. But you know, Blade's chasing a vampire, and he shows up in Wakanda. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. When when she told me that, I assumed that he was playing someone as you know as part of the the Black Panther storyline that like maybe his his brother or something. Um. But yeah, I mean, just like as an idea. Would I would I welcome Blade in uh, into the, the 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 MCU? I was like, yeah, I could, yeah. I actually, I I really loved the first movie. I thought the second one was okay. You know, it was one of those sliding scale. <laughs> sliding I don't even scale remember. I, I know I saw the first two. I can't remember if I ever saw the third one or not. So eh, you could, much like Thor: The Dark World, you could or not. Yeah. You know, just kind of Wikipedia the major plot points. Um, I know I saw the series a few. They had a TV series of Blade that I saw a few episodes of. I, it wasn't anything that I was just. I had to see it every week, but. <laughs> yeah, I never saw the series. Um, 
But I think it's... as far as as far as like his origin and his power level, say like the type of superhero that he is, I feel like he would actually fit. You know, he's really kind of on the same level as a lot of the characters they already have. You know, he's you know he's super strong, he's super fast, he's got you know x amount of other kind of superpowers. But he's not, you know, he's not Superman. He's not, you know, he's not amazingly overpowered or underpowered. I felt like he's, he, I feel like he could fit in with, you know, kind of their their average level of power and ability pretty well. So I would, yeah, I would look forward to that. All righty. Well, that's, that's pretty much all I've all I've got in unless you've got anything else that you wanted to bring up what have you got anything that you've been watching recently that you uh that you wanted to mention um no I've I've been watching um you know most of the superhero show I still haven't um I've I've caught up to Supergirl with, as in like the end of like the end of last year so I'm still not really um I'll, I'll probably wait for that to be on something streaming. Um, I'm watching Flash. I'm watching Agents of Shield. Uh, I was sad to hear Peggy Carter will not be returning. Yeah. Season three. Um, I'm actually yeah, I'm watching Supernatural. I know it's not a show we talk about a lot, but um, it's you know I feel like it's it's kind of gotten better again. Um, so you know if I'm if I'm gonna recommend someone if you if you're a, if you're a lost fan of supernatural um i would say i'd say uh you can jump back in yeah i'd say that's pretty much it i remember watching a few episodes of um supernatural when it first started but i never really stuck with it kind of the, the same reason i don't watch arrow i didn't i didn't watch it from the very beginning and now there's so much of it that i don't <laughs> i don't have the time to go back and uh and and, and catch up Okay, well, that's pretty much uh, all I've got to talk about today. And uh, listeners, if you'll stay tuned after the jump, I will uh, let you know all the different ways that you can get a hold of us and all the different places that you uh, can download the show. And we'll be back in a week or so with another episode. And, John, thanks for uh, thanks for being here with me today. Good to have you back. It's good to be back. It was my pleasure. All right. And uh, so, like I said, listeners, uh, stay tuned, and I'll let you I'll let you know a few things. All right, guys, thanks for joining me here uh, for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thanks to John for being here with me this week. He's going to be back with us more in the in the future, and I wanted to take a minute and tell you about something that I'm going to be involved with next month. If you're in the Birmingham, Alabama area, we have a comic book convention coming to the Winfrey Hotel. It's called Magic City Con. This is the second year for it, and I'm going to be doing a few panels there on uh, Friday, June the 10th. I'm going to be part of a Doctor Who panel. On Saturday, June the 11th, I'm going to be hosting Sci-Fi Jeopardy. going to have a couple prizes there. And on Sunday, June the 12th, I'm going to be uh, doing a panel that kind of teaches you how to get into podcasting if you don't want to spend a ton of money on it, don't want to buy a ton of equipment. Podcasting for dummies is what I call it. So uh, if you're in the Birmingham area, come on by. They've still got tickets left. It's only $25 for the entire weekend. And I hope to see you there. Come up, shake my hand, and uh, get to see the face of Cosmic Potato. As far as where to find us, you can find us at uh, CosmicPotato.com. Of course, all of the uh, episodes are there. Also, my blog is there. 
You can download the episodes from iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, just about anywhere that you find podcasts. We're going to be there. And, of course, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Just search us out. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Tell us what you think of the show. I will read those on the air. And also, uh, touch base with me on Twitter or Facebook. Let me know what you think of the show. Tell me what kinds of things you want us to talk about. Tell me what you thought about this episode. Other than that, that's all I've got for this week. We'll be back in the next couple of weeks with a new episode. Until then, take care of yourselves, and we will see you in the future.